Hello, I'm Ray. And I'm Beth. And this is Brother Knows Quest, the podcast where I, your host, introduce my sister to the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. Uh, let me guess, you don't know what we're talking about today? Never do. Ah, uh, you do sometimes. Very, very rarely. It's this. Well, this is lighter than usual. Yeah, no. Tiny Dungeon. Yeah. Written by Alan Burr and uh, Gallianite Games published it in 2022. The second edition. That's what you got there. That is the first edition, but I don't know when it was published. It has a bunch of micro settings in it, so we're not going to cover them all. I'll kind of cover what the basics are. It is a, I believe, a 201, no, at least a 201 page book. I think there's a bit more. So it's kind of like another index card one. Uh, a little bit easier to play. Yeah, um, it says minimal, minimalist. Yeah, minimalist. How to play is from page six to 21. And the last part of that chapter is the rules don't cover that. So they tell you how to handle things. They don't cover easily. And then the next few pages are uh, adventure creation. Uh, you <laughs> Find have, some friends. Yeah, that's a rule of the thing. <laughs> uh, in the standard book, in the, begin, in the book you got there, you have human, fey, dwarf, goblin, silmar, tree folk, Karu and lizard folk. And we'll cover some of those that don't sound too familiar to you in a minute. And then from page 87 to the 201, it is the micro settings. You can do any fantasy setting you want, but they did include quite a few micro settings. The game master section is page 40 to 46. Optional rules are 70 to 84. So it gives you an idea how light the rules really are, unless you want to add the optional ones in it. There's a raptor land. I know, right? I was going to say that to be one of the little settings I covered. The game uses tests, like checks, kind of like you would in D&D. It's a 2D6 system. You run 2D6s against something. If you roll a 5 or a 6 on any of those two, it's a success. If you roll under a 5 or 6 on all those, it's a failure. Now, you can have traits to make things easier. You can get advantage on it. So you get 3D6 or some things, like disadvantage, to give you 1D6 instead of 2D6 to roll. Very simple. Combat is also 2D6. And to roll initiative, you roll 2D6. If you roll five or six on either of the dice, you go before the DM goes. If you roll under a five or six on all the dice, you have to go after the DM and his monsters or whatever. You have two actions. You could choose to move, attack, generally not be useless with your action. (laughs) You can use both action to move or both actions to attack if you wish. But it's up to you what you want to do. Cast a spell, stuff like that. You can move and then it's two actions. On a successful test, you deal one point of damage to your enemy if you have a light weapon, two points if you have a heavy weapon. Unless the game master says otherwise. I've been saying DM, but you know, you can interchange the two DM, GM. DM's more of a D&D thing. That's what I heard first, and I, I keep saying it on accident. In combat, you can have two special actions, focus and evade. When you choose to focus, your next attack you take is uh, a success on a four, five, or six. On either of the D- sixes you roll. And evade until the start of your next turn. Test 1D6 when you are successfully hit by an enemy. If your test is successful, you evade the attack and do not take damage. That's what you have instead of armor. Armor generally just adds to your HP, not an armor class or anything. So to recap, combat actions, you can evade, focus, test an ability, attack, or move. Two things to do. I don't know if you can evade twice since you have two actions. I choose to evade twice. Magic is handled through several specific traits. An adventurer can select it during their creation, as well as through magical items you find through adventuring, of course. Uh, You have two magic traits you could take, Spell Reader and Spell Touched, but to a lesser extent, the Beast Speaker, the Familiar, the Healer also fall into a magical category. Now, to create your adventure, what you need to do is select a heritage from the heritage list, which we didn't discuss some of those, you know, tree folk and humans and such. Then select three unique traits from the trait list, and then select a weapon group 
to be proficient with, light or heavy. Select a family trade and select a belief. Instead of predefined class in Tiny Dungeon, you use traits to make up your adventure. Now, into some of the characters that don't sound familiar, some of the heritages, you have the Karu, K-A-R-H-U, Karu, I think, Karu. <laughs> no idea. They're intelligent lumbering bears who wander the world having all manner of adventures. Uh, they also have seven hit points, so your heritage d- defines how much hit points you have unless you have a trait that changes that. And then you have a powerful claws ability. You cannot use ranged weapons, though, but you do have powerful claws. I don't need to explain what a tree folk is or a lizard folk. They're all kind of... Groot. Yeah. Now, there's all kinds of traits. I can't remember how many pages of them, but I just highlighted some of the cool ones, like Alchemist. Dragon's Blood has many uses. It's also great on salads. Armor Master. Your paltry weapons cannot pierce my iron hide. There's quotes in here about these traits before they go into the detail, and it's kind of nice. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, I would want to play as a tree folk because it says they are solitary creatures preferring to live alone even from their own kind, keeping to the forest they tend and grow. I like the tree folk. I'm a tree folk in real life. Yeah. Yeah. You have the beast speaker. What is it, boy? The king fit on the whale? I don't need to explain what a beast speaker is, surely. There's a berserker. Ra, you are a barbarian if you take this one. Uh, blacksmith. I can fix that. Hmm. The charismatic. I can get what I want without even asking. You have the Did dark. Did you forget Brawler? I just skipped it. Why don't you want to cover it? I'm not going down the list. There's too many to cover. I just want to talk about the ones. I that... just like the, the little quote thing you were talking about. Okay. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> dark fighter. Who needs eyes when I have all the other senses? A drunken master. <clears throat> it's just a hiccup. <laughs> While you're intoxicated, you may evade without spending an action. The familiar? Your faceless shadow cat is really freaking me out, man. Do you have a healer? I've seen worse, son. You'll pull through. And nimble fingers? I could have sworn I left that right here. The spell reader. P, as in phylactery. You know what a phylactery is, right? No. It's what uh, liches store their souls in. Uh. So that when they die, they can reform near them without being properly killed. That's what Voldemort was creating. Lots of phylacteries. And they did work for him. But in D&D, and I'm guessing in this as well, it's just a thing that happens when you perish. Your phylactery might be safe somewhere, and you will reform in a new body near it over a period of like 1d6 days or something. It's hard to kill a lich if they hide the phylactery well. Spell touched. It runs in the family. Spell touched means you can kind of use light, magics, kind of little, little illusions, small things, move small things around a room and all that. And uh, trackers are, the prints are fresh. He went that way. You gain advantage on testing to track a person. And you have the spell reader. Did I explain what a spell reader does? I explained what spell touch does. Spell readers basically have magic scrolls they read out of. And when they do that, that's how they cast their spells. They're a little bit more powerful than the spell touched when it comes to magic. But they're also harder. It's kind of up to a whim in what you find while you're looting and buying stuff. What your spells will be because you read them instead of have them in your blood. Uh, I highlighted a few example enemies. The animated statue. It tells you how many hit points you have. Eight. Describes what it does. And... uh has a trait, like Die Hard. Uh, assassins are four hit points. Sneaky, Dark Fighter, and Tracker are their traits. That's how simple this game is when it comes to rules. It's very fun to run. A Bridge Troll, eight hit points. Regeneration, Reach, stupid. <laughs> cultists. What now, would the fantasy game be without a cultist? Why can't you be a cultist? Why is that not a character? Why does it have to be an enemy? I'll go into that in a minute. Um... Draco Lich has 25 hit points. It has Dark Fighter, Insightful, Educated, Necrotic Breath, Bite, Tail Swipe, and Spell Touched. It is very good at magics. And before I go into this, they have things 
called Zines. You know what that is? It's like little snippets of extra content or information about your game that you can get. And they have them all throughout the year to come out on RPG. If you want to get them at the end of the year in one little condensed book, which is what I do instead of buying them separately and have that printed off for RPG and then shipped to me, uh, I have a bunch of signs and it adds a bunch of extra content like uh, what you were talking about, cultists. I have Necromancer in one of them, uh, different settings for different, all kinds of good things in these little books. But I have three of them and I didn't think it'd be worth bringing in here and talking about all three of them. Ah. Uh, I haven't bought 2023's edition yet. Some of the tiny, what is it, tiny settings, tiny worlds, what is it they call them? Micro settings? Yeah, micro settings. This one's called Home Sweet Dungeon. I believe it's the first one or second one in the book. Its themes are humanizing the monsters, defending your home, undermining prejudice. You're sitting at home, minding your own business, when you hear a commotion outside, a pounding and a splintering crash, as if somebody has just kicked in the front door. Then the screaming begins. You grab your weapon and run to help, and discover that a party of adventurers has burst into your dungeon and began slaughtering your friends and family. It flips the uh, usual model of fantasy adventure on its head. You are the creature defending your dungeon. And these uh, micro settings also have their own heritage and stuff, so you can work with what they have here. Then you have Raptorland. Uh, do you want to read that one? It's made by Elizabeth. I know. Uh, you can read her last name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to pronounce her last Apologies, name. Elizabeth, if you found us better for us not to ruin it than it is to just, it starts with a C-H. Yeah. Let's see. When the realms were young, dinosaurs wandered the lands. They built great palaces of song and scent, shaping the land with tooth, claw, and feather. Within the realm, they lived in perfect harmony, hunter, prey, and all the great many things in between. Then there was a terrible disaster, the calamity, and the realm was forever changed. Fey dwarves and humans crawled from the earth. Humans ruined everything. They quickly covered the surface like a violent spew of magma and darkened the skies of song with their noise. The velociraptors led all dino kind away to a new realm, a place where they could rebuild a place safe from the skinmen. <laughs> That's what we are, skinmen. Skinmen. Poor dinosaurs. Using dark rites of the hunt and blood, the velociraptors closed the gates between their new realm and the one dino kind left behind. Here, the dinos would start anew, build a world that could withstand an onslaught from the skinmen if they ever dared enter the dino's new realm. Thus, Raptorland was created. Now the gates to Raptorland are open. Enter if you dare. I'm entering. Yes. It's uh, got dinosaurs. I want the dinosaurs. And then we have another one called Courtesy of Goblins. Goblins are people too. Most dumb humans don't know this, but goblins aren't as stupid as they smell. So why do humans think this? Probably because they insist on taking the lowest of the low in goblin hierarchy, separating them from their brethren, and then humiliating them for not living up to some weird human expectation. That's the thing about goblins. Another one called the Land of Roses and Thorns. It's the king is dead. Long live the king. The Land of Roses and Thorns is a micro setting inspired by Game of Thrones. Collectively create a noble house and fight for its place in the kingdom. See, there, there's all kinds of these micro settings, and you get more if you get the signs, of course. It's a very simple game. Uh, the rules are easy to read. There's a million traits, especially if you get the signs. And there's different versions of this game. There's not just fantasy. I have other ones we'll talk about in the coming weeks, such as, oh, I'll just leave it a surprise, I guess. Judging by what you heard here, would you play this? I have a feeling you would. Even yeah. if it, We're I, going to, to, to the dino land, raptor land. Can I have one as a pet? I suspect so. They are sentient. I think that wouldn't be something other than a pet. I like the brachiosauruses. Oh, they got megalodons, too. 
Mm -hmm. They have all kinds of things. And like I said, the designs have even more stuff in them. And there's so many micro settings, different traits you can take, different heritages. I don't know how I found this. I, I was probably looking up simple games. Oh. Oh, what happened? They have a a T-Rex that, that's a zombie. They have a regular T-Rex. Then they have a zombie T-Rex. Oh. I mean, Dresden had a zombie T-Rex for a while. It smells putrid, I would imagine so. Yeah. It has a trait And its putrid. flesh is falling off its bone. Yeah. That's bound to happen. Part of being a zombie. Yeah. Out of all the games I've talked about, I'd probably play this one on a out of the blue, let's start a game at a group gathering that nobody expected to be running a game or something. It'd be easy just to pick us up and start a game. You could also, as advertised, you could fit your entire character sheet on another index card. So <laughs> it's very similar to index card RPG in that. These would be some shorter episodes, but they're affordable books. You can get the PDF or physical version of them. And when I found out and got the first one, this one, I decided to just start buying the whole collection. But if you want to get it, I'll leave an affiliate link to Drive the RPG in the description. It won't charge you anymore to buy the book or anything, but it will help us out. It'll give us store credit to buy more books. Is what it does if you use that link. I guess that's that's it. You have any thoughts on it? What do you besides the dinos? No, I like dinos. I know. I was surprised. I, like I the, forgot um, the dinos were in it. <laughs> yeah, I like the simple can fit everything pretty much on a card. Yeah, and, and it's that's just, always nice. All you have to do is roll these two d sixes or one d six or three d six. See, I don't mind the mini die. I don't either. It's but, but I do like the full. But it's, it all on the rule is that you roll a five or a six and you succeed. That is very, you don't have to check armor classes. You don't have to, any of that stuff. If I was going to get a child into playing the games, this would be the one I'd start them off on, probably. This or Fate. But this, if you was, if they wanted something similar to D&D, &D, this is very D&D &D filling because it's a dungeon game. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. If you like what you heard here, we have other podcasts. We're part of the Gruesome Gaming Group Podcast Network. It is this podcast, Horrific History and Hauntings, where my sister Beth here tells me about Everything that's in the title, horrific history, some haunting, stuff like that. We have Leveling Duo. It's a podcast that's on hiatus right now, but it's about video games. And my friend Dakota do it. I also stream on YouTube and Twitch now. The links will be in the link tree in the description. Also, it'll take you to our website. If you click on that link tree, you can find all our other podcasts there. Thank you for listening. I've been Remy. I'm Beth. This has been Brother Nose Quest. Bye-bye.